With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, Hey guys, Nick Burnett here. Just wanted to kind of give some information on why I joined the Patreon, why I'm part of the Dynasty Warzone uh, team. Downloaded the Dynasty Warzone podcast. It took one day to join the Patreon. Reached out to Memphis about a situation with one of my rosters. And the kind of feedback I got was, hey Nick, why don't you give me a call? Uh, we went down my roster and he helped me pull off a couple moves that put me ahead when I thought I was going to be in re- rebuild mode this year. And that's just part of what comes with the Patreon. Uh, just tr- uh, trade talks, just good interaction with guys that love fantasy football. Uh, whether it's 10 o'clock at night or 3 o'clock in the morning, there's always going to be fantasy football talk, whether it's redraft, whether it's dynasty. I joined a couple leagues with the Patreon members, and it's the same thing. Even in, even while we're drafting, we're still shooting ideas at each other. And if that sounds like something that you want to be a part of, pause the podcast now, join the Patreon, and join a, join a great fantasy football group, but more like a fantasy football family. What's happening, guys? Happy Wednesday, and welcome to the Dynasty War Zone, the People's Dynasty Podcast. On this week's show, we're going to do a little bit of a grab bag. We're going to cover some recent headlines, their impact on your Dynasty rosters. And I'll tell you someone who's had a great impact on not only me personally as a friend, almost like family, but on and on you as a listening audience. He is my co-host. He is the man of the hour and the man with the power. Gerald Sinclair, what's good, buddy? Listen, everything's good. I get the opportunity to sit here, talk football with you, and I get to infiltrate the ears of every listener that is out there. Whether that's a good thing or a bad thing is yet to be seen, but for me, it makes me lucky and I'm happy to do it. How in the absolute hell are you, my friend? I'm a, I'm a busy guy, a uh, lot going on, but can I be honest with you? Can I tell you a little secret? I don't think my son or wife listens or my employers. Maybe they do. I'm not sure. <laughs> Fire away. I, 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 I really like cherish this time we get to spend together. It's not because I, I love you like that. It's just that I, I love coaching baseball. I love my job. I love my wife. But all of those things feel feel like a chore. You know, obviously the work thing, that's why they pay you. They, they pay yeah. you to show up and do the job. But this is a blessing, man, getting to hang out with you and this listening audience, building our dynasty rosters, talking football. And, uh, man, we've got a lot going on, but uh, we're going to talk about some rookies. But i got to be honest, we talked about some rookie content last week. Yep. Couldn't quite get a guest wrangled down. That, that just speaks to not that people weren't willing. I just couldn't get a commitment for this time slot. I heard, I heard a couple of, yeah, but not Tuesday. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, it, it, the show's Tuesday. 
So we're going to have some we're, we're going to have some people eventually here on the podcast. We'll have some guests, but I'll just be honest, I'm happy talking to you. Hey, I love to hear it. Happy to talk with you. Let's get into it. What do Man, we let's got? Get, let's get into it. Well, real quick, we're on YouTube. If you're not if you know, no, you might say Memphis, I, I don't watch YouTube. Okay. That's cool. You don't have to watch YouTube. You know what you could do, Jerry? What can they do? They could easily just go to iTunes or Stitcher or Spotify or whatever you're listening to this podcast on and leave us a review. It's that simple. But if you do like YouTube or you have a YouTube or know how to spell YouTube, your kid has a YouTube, just go over and subscribe. They won't notice. I mean, they they can work it in between the Minecraft videos and, uh, you know, like cooking shows. It'd be great. Little Dynasty Warzone in there right there on YouTube. And then you can continue to listen on the podcast app that you just left a review on. Makes sense? Easy. Easy. Easy money. Easy money. The fastest and freest, I made that word up, freest way to help the show is subscribing, leaving a review, and interacting with the show. It just bumps us to the top of the old algorithm. And that's what we're trying to do here. Uh, trying to grow the brand, Jerry, for the brand. Isn't that like the thing these days? Yeah. Uh, I will not be suplexing anybody off the top rope like Pat McAfee did, but he, he had a good – and our man, the man, the myth, the legend himself, Austin 316, showed back up at WrestleMania. I didn't watch it, but I did get to see that. And let me tell you, my pants were so tight, my friend. You know, people would probably think that, hey, um, I didn't tune into this for the WrestleMania recap. And I'll be honest, I did not watch. No. Uh, I forget what I was doing on Saturday. It wasn't anything. It wasn't like I was watching the NCAA tournament or anything. But I, I knew I would see everything I wanted to see via social yep. media. Yep. God bless Twitter. Yeah. You know, all the all <laughs> the two-minute videos, Instagram. I, I got the gist of what my man's. You know, here's the thing. You know, it was 19 years between appearances at WrestleMania for him. Bro, and, and I mean, he's he's an older guy, and he's out there making it look like he didn't miss a day. If I remember correctly, fifty-seven years old, looked great, God. looked absolutely great. You know, you know, you know, testosterone replacement therapy. I mean, it. it I'm 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 here for it all the way. I'm just waiting for insurance to cover it. And people are like, well, well, what about testing? What about testing when you compete in a in a regulated sport? Then you're tested. You know. But we'll, we'll go down that a different day. Um, that, that's a different take, Jerry. But speaking of takes, are you ready for everybody's favorite segment? Uh-huh. You, you know what it is, Jerry. It's good people with bad tweets. Now, um, I, I don't want to make it feel like, you know, as someone who's been doing this for a long time, we've been doing the podcast together for almost four years. It'll be four years in June. Been doing content for over five so I don't want to rough up the newer people. I want them to feel welcome in this space. Sure. Because not everybody that new suck, not everybody that is new sucks. You know, some people are, I was new once. So were you. Some people might say I suck then I suck now. I don't know. I don't think so. <laughs> but, but but I think I have some takes. I I think we've managed to make it this long with some takes. Sure. Uh but we have Dennis. And Dennis is newer-ish and his handle is at Daddy FFL. I don't know what it is about this this new generation and daddies. They've got a they've got a weird parental fixation on on daddies. And and, and I know uh, Steffi Smalls. You know mm. she uses Daddy for everything. There's the pod there's the podcast. Call her Daddy. Everything's about a daddy. So uh, at Daddy FFL, he tweeted about your Lions, Jerry. Well, okay, all right. The Detroit Football Lions and Dennis. AKA at Daddy FFL said, 
if the Lions go wide receiver at the 32nd or 34th overall pick with the depth at wide receiver in the draft, I assume they will. It's likely ASB, I'm assuming he means Amon Ross St. Brown, is fourth or maybe even fifth in the pecking order. And his pecking order is Hawk, Chark, Rookie, Swift, Amon Ross St. Brown, question mark. Now, I'm going to let you go first, resident Lions fan in the hoose. Take it away, my friend. How does someone come up to this conclusion if you're not just trolling? Would be my main question. The things I'm oh, hold on, hold on. I got a question. We'll give you a minute yeah. to filibuster. Okay. Do, do do daddies troll? Is that what daddies I, do? I, Are I, they trolls? I'm I'm, I'm I'm still going to the Urban Dictionary to try to piece this whole daddy concept together. But keep going. Amon Ross St. Brown did things in what was it like a six or seven game period that T.J. Hawkinson has not done in his career. A, a rookie stretch, not since. The rookie season of Odell Beckham Jr. Have we seen a, a run like obscene. this? Yeah, it was, I mean, and, and as good and, and as his gonna, was, OBJ's was even better. Sorry. Right. And, and we're going to talk about Hawk being number one. We're going to talk about DJ Chark, who's never done anything of the sort being number one. We're going to talk about a rookie coming into the NFL, adjusting to the league. And we're not talking about the number one wide receiver that's coming out of the league, that's going to be wide receiver four, five, six, that we're, we're going to be getting at either 32 or 34. What, what does Amon Ross St. Brown have to do to get some damn respect? Clearly he has a rapport with Jared Goff. Clearly they love each other. Clearly once Dan Campbell started calling plays, he specifically funneled the ball to Amon Ross St. Brown and he obliged. I think that is just a troll job. And I, I, I honestly don't know how you can have any take uh, outside of saying that you're just trolling. Like, you're just you're just trying to be the contrarian to the hype that is Amon Ross St. Brown. And maybe the Amon Ross St. Brown hype has gone a little too far. I won't argue against that. I think that's fair. But piss off. Like, that's just that's lazy. That's stupid. And you're just doing it just to be a turd. Can can I be the first to say that I, I have not been the biggest believer or supporter of Amon Ross St. Brown? Yep. And so I'm not a fan like you are. You're a big Amon Ross St. Brown guy. True. But but I, I, I saw this tweet and this combination of words put together, and, and I was just like. I don't remember asking you a goddamn thing. I, I, I'm. What? What? I, I mean. If you know anything about football, if you've done any research, Jared Goff is very reliant on those he can rely on. Go back and look at how he hyper-targeted Cooper Cup. Now, this was the one thing, I will agree to this, that going into 2021, that there was some real question for me with a guy that I love in Cooper Cup. Because I knew Jared Goff loved Cooper Cup. I knew Jared Goff hyper-targeted Cooper Cup. And, and, and it was fair this time last year. If you had real questions about who would Matt Stafford favor, would it be Cooper Cup or Bobby Trees? Ended up being Cooper Cup, you know, fine. That's a real question. But in the case of Amon Ross, is the quarterback changing that, no. to, as of today? Mm-mm. Now, I've, I've seen mock drafts where people, real-life people, 
are actually drafting Malik Willis to the Lions. That's a different, different that's a different good people bad tweet for another time. But even if they draft a rookie, to your point, the rookies that I would be worried about if I had Amon Ross St. Brown on my dynasty roster will be gone. You know, the, the Garrett Wilsons, the Chris Alaves, Drake London. I do want to talk about him a little bit in the body of the show. Traylon Burks, you know, a lot, uh, Jamison Williams. A lot of these guys that I would actually be worried about if I was heavily saturated with Amon Ross St. Brown aren't the guy. I'll tell you, the pecking order in Detroit is probably going to be something more along the lines of Amon Ross St. Brown and Hawkinson and Swift then Shark, then a rookie, especially if the rookie plays along the boundary. Because the one thing Jared Goff has never done a lot of and has never done a lot of with success is push the ball downfield, especially to the boundary. He hyper-targets Baker Mayfields this way. I think we're going to see Tua play this way. They hyper-target the middle of the field. Those slot, those slot wide receivers, the running backs, and the tight ends will be hyper-focused. Now, is DJ Chark and or a rookie in Detroit a thing to look at long term? Maybe because I don't think Jared Goff's long for this world. No. But now is not the time to sell Amon Ross St. Brown. As a matter of fact, if tweets like this can get you a discount, now's the time to buy. Jerry, what would you buy Amon Ross St. Brown for? Late first. 111. You're, you're, you're a super flex or one QB? Superflex. I, mean, I would, I, I would I, go I late think, first, but, but, one QB, but, not Superflex. I mean, even, even Superflex, I'm only taking one QB before then anyway. So it's not, that's not a huge difference for me th- this year. But as far as <laughs> just to do a little NFL talk, since we're just spitballing this episode, David Donaldson said, how upset would I be if the Lions took Malik Willis over you know all the defensive players? I'd be pissed off. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go no, ahead. no, 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 no. I'm, I'm just going to say, like, like maybe the kid's good and, and maybe it works out. It just, I, you are risking so much to do that. And it's the number two overall pick. Like, if they were going to take a quarterback like that, why didn't they do two a few years ago? I, like, they had the opportunity and they took a corner. So it's not a good year to have the second pick. I really hope they don't go Malik Willis. I really hope they don't go Kyle Hamilton either. Because I don't think taking a safety at number two overall is a good pick, but they're the Lions, so like, I, yeah, I, I'm excited for Dan Campbell and, and Holmes, but we'll see, I guess. The, the Lions are actually doing it correctly, I and agree. if the and, and if the Lions draft a quarterback this year, it tells me they've not learned a thing. Yeah. But I really, I really think the Lions are doing some really good stuff. We already mentioned they have thanks to Daddy here. They've got the 32 and the 34 on top yeah. of the two. They're going to continue to add some some fundamental key pieces. They've got the offensive line dialed in. You know what um, I want to see him do? Just a side, well, just a sidebar. Sure, trade that damn first and go get DK Metcalf. Trade. It's it's it's. But this is not a DK Metcalf team yet. I I, I the, agree, the, the, but the, he's he's a young enough asset that it. it but you're going to pay him. You're going to pay him. What, why? Why, why? You're not paying anybody, really. But, but wait until next year when you have the rookie QB and you can get Jared Goff okay. off of your books. Next year is 2023 is when the Lions, whether they trade for the QB or they draft a QB, it's when they put the, the final piece of the puzzle together. If, built- if the Lions trade for DK Metcalf, I'm running butt-ass naked from Ann Arbor, Michigan to Indianapolis just, well, just, so, just so you can see it. 
We'll, we'll have to post that live on Twitter because uh, YouTube and Instagram <laughs> I, I will then be in have jail, uh, have uh, have uh, like like filters. You can't post that much nudity there. It looked like a button on a fur coat, but I'd still think it'd get us banned on <laughs> on, on YouTube. But but for me, th- this is just a bad tweet. This is an yeah. attention seeking bad tweet. Uh, if this gets back to Mister at Daddy FFL Dennis, this is no way to build your reputation in the uh, fantasy and dynasty space. True. It is uh, it is uh, grandstanding, and that might get you off to a hot start. But build your platform on substance that people can uh, get better from not uh, being a good person with a bad tweet like this. So that is good people, bad tweets. Jerry, who brings us good people, bad tweets? Is that patreon.com forward slash dynasty warzone? You know, I've heard of it. Patreon.com forward slash dynasty warzone. Newest patron Kyle joined here recently and been a lot of fun, man. Um, They're like, "Well, well, what do you get? Well, you get the group chat, which first of all, I think is great. Last week, you and I did a trade bonus podcast. Um, I, I, I was going to record this in my truck today at work on lunch. That's just kind of how my schedule has been lately, a little hectic, but uh, I'm going to record it on Thursday. I, I, uh, I, I have an hour and I like to use the equipment. So while you buy the equipment, going to have the bonus podcast Thursday. Uh, and of course, patron leagues, Jerry, plenty of them. Do you not want to be in a league challenged with really good players? I mean, you can go to the FFPC or, you know, uh, there's a couple others where you can pick off the low-hanging fruit. You know, you want to play in some real expensive leagues, they have those out there. Come come play in a dirt-cheap patron league and get your the brakes beat off of you by some of the best dynasty gamers that you could ever battle against. And they now, I, I'm talking about me, by, I'm talking about me, by the way, Jerry. Uh-huh. I'm just talking about me. You get the podcast, the group chat, chance to be in patron leagues, and, and a whole lot more. So head to patreon.com forward slash dynasty warzone. Get on in there, man. It's still five bucks a month. You can't even buy a gallon of gas in California for that. You can barely buy it here. Um, yeah, you know, you can get like a, like 1.125 gallons oh, yeah. here. I'm getting, I'm getting 26 miles with five bucks. Thank you very much. Uh, I am currently looking for a Tesla. It's not really in my price range. Um, maybe like a Volt. That's really more my speed, literally and figuratively, the Chevy Volt. I don't know. We'll, we'll talk about electric cars another time. But head over to Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Warzone. Speaking of electricity, it's what keeps the lights on. True. Keeps the streaming service going, all that fun stuff. Patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Warzone. Now, Jerry, I didn't really want to talk about rookies because you know why? why? A, I, a, I couldn't get a guest. Right. At least not to come on Tuesday night. And B, and B, I don't like this class very much. I don't either. But but next week we're we're gonna we're gonna dive into round two because th- that that's where you make uh that's where you make your dynasty riches. What would you say the the hit rate of first round rookie picks is with not only us but maybe the dynasty content providing space in general? Seventy five. No. Hell in no. the first round. Yeah, no, I don't think so. I I would say it's probably closer to fifty. Like, I mean, think think about how many Devontae, Parker, Hakeem, Butler, CJ Procises there have been in the world. Like, it's been better as of late. Don't get me wrong, but there's a lot of Corey Davises and Darius. I was, I was, I was gonna say sixty six point seven. 
Okay. Two thirds. I will give you the benefit like, of the doubt. With that. Like in a, in a twelve team league, you're, you're probably going to hit on a good pick eight out of twelve times. One one out of three. I'm sorry, two out of three. One out of three, you're going to bust. Okay. That, I'll is, give is you that, that. Is that fair? I'll give you that. So I was more I was more pessimistic than you. Are you so you're you're a gambler, and, and and here's a bit of Memphis trivia for you. Years ago, I wrote this article, and I never submitted it for publication. It was comparing each round of your rookie draft to a type of gambling. Now, the first round is like poker or blackjack. People who are really tuned in and good at the game, more often than not, are going to get it right, are going to get the money, and can can sustain success for a long period of time. Fair to say? Yep. Okay. So, so that's first round. So, so if, if you're good at what you do or listen to the dynasty war zone, cause we're good at what we do two out of three times, you're, you're going to get it right. Cause you're right. There is going to be the occasional in kill Harry or, or someone, someone of that nature, Clyde Edwards Lair. But anywho, the second, the second round, I, I really consider that more of like craps. You ever play craps? I have not. It's too intimidating. Love, love craps. I, I did a whole podcast once about how I won the money to buy my wife's engagement ring playing craps. Another reason to go to patreon.com. There's like 180 podcasts and there's one in there where I literally shared the story of, of, of how I, but if you play craps perfectly stone cold mathematic, it's 50, 50, it, it's really 50, 50. And I kind of, that's how I feel about the second round. I, I really feel like somewhere between just knowing who the players are doing your research I think half the time you're going to get a hit. And I think the second round is really where you make that bank. If you hit on a second round player, then like, um, and hell, these guys probably like, like an Elijah Mitchell last year. I'm on Ross St. Brown last year. These are the guys that where you hit in the second round are where you can literally overnight change the fortunes of your fantasy team or dynasty team. Would you agree? I think that's fair. Because if last year it would not be inconceivable in a draft for a GM to have to have walked away with uh, maybe a young quarterback, maybe they walked away with Mac Jones, uh, Amon Ra, St. Brown, and Elijah Mitchell. How's yeah. how's that how's that GM doing right now? They're happy. Probably did okay in a superflex league to walk away with those guys. You're not supposed to hit like that. So next week, we're going to try to dig in. Uh, I am working on good old friend of the show, Shane P. Hallam. And we'll see if we can get some uh, second-round rookie content. But I wanted to share a rookie story with you. So did you know, did you know that when Matt Rule was the head coach of Baylor, that he had a, a high school commitment from a young man named Kenny Pickett? Oh, okay. A little spicy. Now, now, do do you know where Matt Rule plies his trade today? The Carolina Panthers. That is correct. Charlotte, North Carolina, head coach of the Carolina Panthers. Do you know what pick they have in this upcoming NFL draft? Off the top of my head, it's it's early ish. It's the six Late ball single digits. Six, six ball okay. six ball corner pocket, and there's a lot of steam. Well, first of all, it came out on uh, NBC Sports Edge, always Roto World to me, that the Panthers are going to have all the QBs in, and there's real steam that the Panthers could take Pickett at six. Where would this make you take Pickett in a in a rookie draft? 
I think uh, last week we had him right around the back end of the first in a super yeah, flex. I think I think probably right around there. Okay. What what would he do for the value of say DJ Moore, Robbie Robbie Anderson really has no value, but like DJ Moore, I think there's still some Terrace Marshall belief. We like Tommy Tremble here at the Dynasty War Zone. Obviously Christian McCaffrey. What would that do? Forget Pickett's value. How would that help that offense? Could it really get worse for for somebody like DJ Moore? Like he has had I mean bless DJ Moore's heart for not headbutting every quarterback that's gone into Carolina because they have done the man no favors. And Kenny can sling it. So I I, I think it helps him. I, I definitely think it helps him. Yeah, I just found that fascinating. I think uh, I was hoping to squeeze one more year out of uh, out of Sam Darnold because there was another blurb on NBC Sports Edge that he could be the, the starter this year. Just a bad, just a bad situation there in Carolina, yeah. but – you know, yeah, you have to look at, you know, where, you know, like this is like that Daniel Jones range. I'm, I'm, Daniel Jones was the sixth pick. So if Kenny Pickett goes in the sixth round, I remember getting Daniel Jones in, in the second round in oh, Superflex yeah. drafts. I, I, I would be all about Kenny Pickett there. You know yeah. he's going to get three years. Yeah, if he gets drafted earlier than that, though, I think he's going to go earlier. And, I, I mean, and we're we're – you know, haters of this class too. So, I, I think it will definitely push his uh, his draft capital way up. I, other, I think it'll, it'll I think it'll push up too far for me. If that's if where do you think his ADP hits in rookie drafts? And obviously, anything above one eleven, one twelve. You think he'll go that high? Think about it. The, you got the running backs. You'll have Malik Willis most likely. Assuming he's he goes relatively early, or even if he doesn't, people just love him. Kenny Pickett gets top ten. He's got Christian McCaffrey. He's got DJ Moore. You don't think that he's he's going to be <laughs> way up there in a lot of your leagues? Like, Where is Daniel saying Jones smart. going? Uh, I mean, D- Daniel. I mean, if, if yeah, but D- Kenny Pickett is not the narrative that Daniel Jones was coming out either. Okay, what was the narrative on Daniel Jones? That he was shit. That he, and I don't I don't think that can he pick it? The narrative is he's shit. He's twenty four years old. I mean, I I I've been here like he's QB two. That's why I I, I think well he is and and, and Daniel think, Jones is QB two to I think Kyler he's Murray. going to get drafted a lot higher than you do if you think because I don't think there's a chance in hell that my man is falling to no tenth pick. Well then, let me let me help the listeners. That's what we're here for. We're not we're not making content for other content providers. We're making content for dynasty gamers. You need to go out and anyone who starts hyping Kenny Pickett in the top eight of a Superflex rookie draft, you need to go back and search their at on Twitter and Daniel Jones, because either either they've had a wholesale change of heart. Or they're way overvaluing Kenny Pickett, and I like Daniel Kenny Jones too. Don't forget about them baby hands too. You got the ba- baby, baby hands. Baby hands. Uh, now, if Kenny Pickett were to go to New Orleans, I don't hate it indoors. I mean, you I know, don't... game against Atlanta, nine games a year indoors. But like, Dude, if he's got a shot to to Dude. to carve out a role for sure, and to I... and to be dynasty relevant for several years. Don't get me wrong. I'm smelling Daniel Jones 2.0. All it, over again. I don't think he's going to. I, I, I tend to agree with you, but I don't think he's going to be drafted like Daniel Jones was. You know, well, it, that's going to be a shame. 
Because all it's all it's gonna you. all it's gonna do is push value down the board to the people drafting a little bit later in the first round. That's why those people are champions. Yeah, because yeah, the, because the people in front of them are suckers. All right, uh, I want to talk about Drake London real quick too. Okay. So as as you know, I consume other football content, not dynasty related. Don't want to have anyone else's take, but I, I heard a take today about Drake London. And what, what did we come up with last week? Consensus. You have our our notes reviewed in front of you. Yes. Where, where where did we take him at the one oh what and wide receiver what? One oh five wide receiver three. Okay. Um, so I was listening to John Middlecoff, ex-scout for the Philadelphia Eagles, and he was talking high praise of Drake London, but he had this weird range of comps for him. <laughs> and I'm okay. like, okay, do, are you ready for this? Yep. You sure. mean me to start good, bad, or in the middle? Uh, start with the good one. Okay, Mike Evans. Okay. Mike Evans, um, very young for his draft class. Um, you know, kind of plays that big physical outside role. Uh, I didn't hate that, but that's that's a bold comp. You got to remember, Mike Evans is doing something no one else has ever really done in the NFL. I think he has eight straight one thousand yard receiving seasons, which is crazy. Which is crazy. Not Randy Moss, not Jerry Rice, n- Mike Evans. So that's high praise, right? That's yeah. high praise. The other comp that that he mentioned was Enkeel Harry. You know, okay. Pac-12 wide receiver, big-bodied guy, yep. um, tends to beat people out with, like, more physicality than than um, smooth route running. And, and for me, I, I, I don't take the comp seriously. The NFL is going to tell us. This is just a different opinion. And I only share this because Drake London is very QB dependent for, for me. Uh, I don't think he'll go to Miami, but if let's say he hypothetically goes to the to the Lions, I don't love that. I don't love how Jared Goff does not push the ball to the outside. Let's say he goes to Philadelphia. I think he'll be gone by then, but do you love him with Jalen Hurts? I mean, no. how many landings, how many landing spots would you love for a Drake London that would make you say wide receiver one in this rookie class? Uh can you I think mean, of like, like like the Jets? You love him with Zach Wilson? No, I I think he would still be second fiddle to Elijah Moore. I mean, you, you start looking around, and there's I mean, it's like again, he's slated to be potentially the first wide receiver off the board, which tells me top twelve to fifteen pick. Man, there are some real stinkers in there. The Giants. Now I don't see the Giants doing it because they just took Kenny Galladay. I think Drake London, I think when we look back, I think he's going to be the biggest faller for me. Does any of this hold weight with you? I'm just kind of like thinking through Drake London before he gets actual NFL draft capital and everybody starts freaking out. Because when you think about this stuff proactively and don't wait till the situation develops and then just react to it, you don't tend to make as many of those mistakes we were talking about earlier. Yeah, I mean, the reason I had him so far up really is not because I think the man is awesome because he does scare me a little bit. I Big dudes like that. Hey, Hakeem Butler. I mean, if you want me to live with my misses, I, I mean, Hakeem Butler was one of them and they look pretty effing similar for the most part. All right, he, let, let me... His production was just off the chart. And that's the one thing that keeps me 
a little more optimistic about him because his production at USC his last year was ungodly. Now, granted, it was, on it, a it, per it, game it, basis, yes, yeah, but he does get hurt. True, he's never played more than ten games in a college season, never once, never yeah, once. Good. And now, 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 all of a sudden, he's going to magically show up in the NFL and play seventeen. So if he plays all, even if he plays 16 games this year as a rookie, okay, mm-hmm. that would be double his average per season at USC. That's not a red flag, not even a little bit. Yeah, I mean. So let me hit you with some potential landing spots, okay? Okay. Uh, I don't think the Giants would take him at five. I don't think Carolina would take him at six. Could the Giants take him at seven? Or the Falcons take him at eight? I don't think Seattle would take him at nine unless they do end up trading DK Metcalf. Yeah. The Jets at 10. Do you love that? No. Okay. You don't love it. Was, well, what about with the Commanders? Because that's where he's currently mocked per tankathon. The Commanders with Terry McLaren, Logan Thomas, Antonio Gibson in the backfield, and uh, Commander Carson Wentz has the QB. Do you love that? Well, I mean, he's a, he's a pretty Michael Pittman esque sort of player. Talk about everything about him and what about no. Garrett Wilson? What about, I'm sorry, not Garrett Wilson. Excuse me. What about um, Houston? No. Okay. I mean, so, so Good. I want, I want Davis Mills's QB or wide receiver too. Nah, no thanks. What, what about Baltimore? They've been rumored to be in the wide receiver market again. Next Philadelphia. No. So there you go. If he goes in the first half of the NFL draft, where does he go that you absolutely look around and go, fuck, I love that? Yeah, uh, nowhere. Okay. That's my thing. And, and, and this is based off of a lot of things. This is, again, this is a multi-prong thought concept. It's a guy who's never played that many games in college going to potentially a bad quarterback situation where he has to be the savior of the wide receiver room. At 21 years old. Not even. He won't be 21 until July. So, so I'm, I'm telling you, it's red. Fl- I'm not seeing the, the green flag. I'm not seeing the go draft this guy. Give me a go. Outside of what you've seen on tape in the Pac-12 in eight games, I get yeah. he had shitty quarterback play in, in college. This ain't, this ain't the Pac-12. Give me a green flag. It's, it's not game. necessarily Southern California either. Like, I, I, I don't, you know, I know we have Australian listeners and listeners from everywhere, every corner of this planet. A lot of you live in warm climates, but if you have ever tried to catch a football when it is cold and it is windy and it's 22 degrees and it's rainy, that shit hurts your hands and it's hard to breathe, especially once you start running and those cheeks start getting beat red. So, I mean, it's a different type of ball game. So I hear you. Um, I just brought it up because because we we have more data points with him. That's what I will say. We have the pro day coming up in the on the 15th, I think. And then we have the draft capital. We have the potential landing spot. So I don't. I'm not casting him off yet, but I am also ready for it. Trepidatious with you, and I'm definitely open to having him slide down. I don't really see a situation where he goes up, though. I will say and, that. And I, I just bring it up as like again something to think through. That's all we've ever wanted you to do as a Dynasty Warzone listener is think about what the information is telling us. And and I'm just seeing more red flags than green flags, and that could change with the pro day. That could change with the landing spot. A lot of things could change, but I just he does not feel like a prospect that is situation proof, and and that is going to be able to overcome. Like Justin I Jefferson, fair. I think Justin Jefferson could have overcome anything. 
I think Jamar Chase could have overcome just about any landing spot. I think Jamar Chase for sure. But I don't think Drake London can. I don't think he's QB proof. I don't think he's situation proof. I agree. I, I think to, for the most part, that's sort of everybody, though. Yeah, in, this, in this class, yeah. I, yeah. I was listening to, uh, I think it was P- Peter King or maybe Greg Cosell or someone. They were like, if the best wide receiver in this class would have come out in last year's class, which was another really good class, yeah. where would the highest 2022 wide receiver have ranked in the 2021 class? And definitely pretty behind much, Chase, definitely behind Waddle. It was it, they had the behind best Smith. one. Yeah, that was behind Smith. Most people had him like the fourth. So whoever you have as one in this class, the thought concept is is they're not even as good as like the top three last year. Yeah, think just think about it. Think about it. All right, Jerry, you you know what we all love to do in Dynasty. What's one of the best parts of Dynasty? Mm, you and I, dr- no. Well, you and I do it all the time. We trading. trade. Oh, trading. Okay. I, I had a I had a 50-50 shot and I flipped heads and I always called tails. That was my bad. Anyway. Tails never fails, buddy. But the Eagles and the Saints made an actual NFL trade. Yes, they did. So the Saints are getting pick 16, pick 19, and pick 194. The Eagles get pick 18, pick 101, pick 237, a first next year, and a 2024 second. If this is one of the best magic tricks that that Howie Roseman has pulled off, how do you get that much for for those two picks? Yeah, I mean, I, it was a, it was a good deal, and I mean, doesn't that tell you everything you need to know about this draft? If he's trading one of his first out of it to get one next year, you know what it tells me. Mister Jalen Hurts has exactly this season to figure it out. Which is, is which is not an indictment on, on Jalen Hurts. I think if you've learned anything about the NFL, and, and that's the one thing is that like the, the tools and tips and tricks that worked in the NFL five years ago don't work now. No. Same thing in Dynasty. The things that made you a successful Dynasty gamer five years ago will not make you a successful Dynasty gamer now. It's like Something technology. Exponentially techn- grows. Exponentially changes in Dynasty. Information cascades so much faster. Your, your league mate has gotten sharper, so you have to think about it. What it tells me is that they're wanting to get that extra draft capital in 2023. Why? Would you say that there's a good quarterback class next year in 2023? I would say that. And if you were a GM who's planning ahead for that draft, wouldn't you want to load up your war chest to be able to go up and potentially get one of those QBs next year? I absolutely would. Is it within the realm of possibility that Jacksonville is going to suck again this year? Yeah. And if they can finish like inside, let's say, is it inconceivable to think Jacksonville picks in the top three again next year? No, it's definitely conceivable. Could you see a world where, and again, this is all hypothetical, where Jacksonville either A, would be moving off of the savior, Trevor Lawrence, or they'd be willing to move that top three pick for, say, three first-round picks like, San Francisco gave up last year to get Trey Lance. You think that's inconceivable? I do not think that's inconceivable. So if you're Howie Roseman, does it make sense that you're just moving those extra picks down the road because you don't like this QB class? You're gonna, I agree. You're going to give – and so what does that tell you if you have Jalen Hurts on, on your roster? I'll tell you what it tells me. If you're not a contender, now is a great time to be shopping Jalen Hurts is an absolutely wonderful time 
to be moving Jalen Hurts? Because what would you say the odds of his being successful enough to keep that job going into next year? What does he have to do? Uh, well, I mean, the Cowboys are still going to probably win that division. So, I mean, it's, it's going to be tough for him. And the commanders are st- – I mean, we can make fun of Carson Wentz all we want. Mm-hmm. But that's a team that made the playoffs with a, some combination of Tyler Heineke and Alex Smith two years ago and weren't horrible. I mean, they're picking, like, what, 11, 12? Yeah. I mean, they were probably, like, what, 7 and 10 in that range? Ron Rivera's a good coach. True. And I, I think Washington, with even serviceable QB play, can be in the mix there. So I do you see Philly winning the division? No, not even close. And do you see Jalen Hurts being the QB one here next year? What are the odds? In 2023? Correct. I don't, I, I don't think he is. I, 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 I do sort of disagree that now's the time to trade him, though, because I still think he's going to score a lot of points. That's why I said if you're not a contender. Uh, I see. If you're a contender, I have no problem if if you're going to hang on to Jalen Hurts. I, mean, to, I, to I still Hurts. want to ride him out, though, if I am a contender, though. I mean, Again, if I'm a contender, if I feel like I'm a top four roster in my dynasty league, I am 100% going to hang on to Jalen Hurts because I can always figure out another QB for 2023 this time next year. Yeah, so, for sure. But, but, but if I am a contender and I can do exactly what the Eagles have done or what the – the, the Lions have done and can get a lot of future picks for Jalen Hurts. Even if you got to go 23s and 24s, same as the Eagles did, those picks are only going to continue to help you in your rebuild if you're rebuilding. So if you've got Jalen Hurts and not much left, man, g- go get Davis Mills, maybe a 2022 first and a 2023 second. Is that fair? You think you could get that done? Yeah. Yes, I do. And, and and would you say the odds of Davis Mills keeping the starting job in Houston are much different than Jalen Hurts keeping the starting job in Philadelphia? Uh, I mean, no, because I really only think – I mean, I think he probably has a shorter leash this year, but I think the extent of both of their careers is just 2022. At least as starters, my man, is at least as starters. So yeah. w- w- why not go get a guy with equal odds or close to equal odds? Yeah, but of, but also, if like if you're not the contender and you're trading for Davis Mills, you don't really give a shit if you're winning or losing anyway. So even if Davis Mills loses the job, now your pick is going to be the 101, plus you've got this other guy's first, so you can mingle however you need to. And if you get like a, like a mid to late first, which you're probably going to get from most contenders if they did yeah. well last year, is probably going to be like that 106 to 112 range. Cool. Yeah. A, a great pick in that range for a contender is whatever your team needs. But as a rebuilder, the world's your oyster. Correct. Hey, I really love this wide receiver because wide receivers, you know, they have a great they have a great shelf life, especially if they hit. I don't know that I go running back. That's really more strategy. I just really wanted to throw that out there because you know it was a real life trade. Sure. That I think that I think had some hidden dynasty implications. I agree. It was spicy too. I mean, it was. I, honestly, like that that style of trade, very what common you, in dynasty leagues right now. What do you think the Saints are trying to do there with with, with sixteen and nineteen? I don't. I don't know. I, I mean, they they lost the left tackle. They lost Teron Armstead. I think maybe that maybe they want to get a wide receiver to pair with Michael Thomas, and they feel true. and they feel like they have to get ahead of Green Bay and Kansas City, who are both picking in the the 20s. 
I don't know. I just, just a couple of things. Maybe, maybe they think a left tackle or a potential right tackle is going to slip down the draft board, and that they want to be in that range to be able to, to capitalize on that with a couple of picks. Those are some of my thoughts as, as I saw this trade come out yesterday. I want to hit some uh, some vet news. Okay. Gronk, it says uh, Gronk fifty fifty to come back this year, and that he realized what retired life was once before, and that he he may actually not come back, but he did say Tom Brady's the only QB he's catching footballs from. I think that's fair to assume. I, I, I mean, how do you, how do you retire, and then when Tom Brady moves, and then you go to Florida, and I don't know. I agree. Uh, Gronk doesn't do anything for me though. Like, I, 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 I think Gronk. I, I think what Gronk will do is Gronk will not sign anywhere. He will not retire. Fill out any paperwork. I think Gronk actually may not even roll into this team until like Halloween. Right. I mean, I mean, why? You know, they have Cameron Bray under contract. Why not just because? I mean, who's going to challenge them in the South? No, and like when when do you want Gronk? You want Gronk to catch touchdowns when you're in the red zone in the playoffs. Gronk doesn't want to go out and practice. Gronk no. doesn't want to. He doesn't want to play. He doesn't week want to seven. grind. No, he doesn't. He doesn't want to play week seven against Miami or whoever. And I'm You'll just say week seven against Atlanta. Yeah, like he he doesn't care about that. If it's the I, divisional I, round, though, yeah, you you bet your ass. I could see that for sure. I, I could I could see Tampa Bay having this division well in hand by Thanksgiving, if not sooner. Yeah, and then all of a sudden, like December first, Gronk signs. And so, and then, so, so, you, so you've got Gronk. What the hell are you doing with him? I'm selling for you know a second in a tight end okay. premium league. Yep. I'll, I'll take a second. I'll take any second. I agree. I'll, I'll take any second for Gronk in a tight end premium league. Because you're not going to get much for him in a non-tight end premium. I, I think you can maybe package Gronk and a little something, and, and maybe get something even better in a must-start too. You know, and if that other GM pushes back, it's that filibuster of, oh, "Come on, you know he's coming back. He's not going to not play with his best friend." I, I think the 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 narrative I would sell as someone trying to move Gronk is like, "Do you really think Gronk's not going to play this year and not go into the Hall of Fame at the same time with Tom Brady?" Gronk's going to play with Brady. He's going to go to the Hall of Fame the same time with Brady. You want Gronk. I want that pick. Let's make it happen. I'm with it. All right. All right. N- another bit of news. Devontae Parker, another wide receiver trade. I don't think it was the one that got the uh, the world so caught up as the Tyreek Hill, and I don't think it was the trade <laughs> they wanted. Did, in the did DK not get Bay. the juices flowing. In the same direction. You know, I kind of missed this over the weekend, and I caught up on it 24 hours later. What was your initial thoughts on on Parker to the New England? In division, how random is that? Yeah, that's something. I mean, that's that's a different conversation, but that is something. Um, I think it was a good spot for him. Like, like, am I I betting on Devontae Parker getting some sort of resurgence, like his, his year five breakout or whenever the hell that was, the one time he was ever relevant? I, I mean, you, you can't have Jalen Waddle, you can't have Tyreek Hill, and then think that he's going to be relevant at all. So it gives the opportunity, if he has been stashed on your bench, deep down with the cobwebs that you've never put into the roster, you know, maybe it gives you a chance to flex him every once in a while if he ends up being a guy with Mac Jones. I think I think it's good for Mac Jones, too. You know, I I, I will say this, at value – 
don't hear what I'm not saying at value at what you could get them for at their respective ages because they're about the same in their current situations. I would rather have Devonte Parker plus rather than Allen Robinson. Write that down. I think we live in a world where Devonte because I think Allen Robinson played eleven games last year. I think Parker played ten. I, I think we live in a world where, especially if OBJ winds up re-signing with the Rams, I think we live in a world where Devonte Parker could outscore. Allen Robinson. What do you think about that for a bold take? You weren't expecting that, was you? Uh, I wasn't, but now that we're talking about it, I actually don't think that's that bold. Like, like when you say it, like the words, when you the words come out of your mouth, it seems like it would be a hot take. But if you actually think about it, I mean, what is the pecking order in LA with the Rams? Well, we've learned if we've learned anything, the pecking order, and maybe maybe it's not the QB, maybe it's the coach. But the pecking order is Cooper Cup, then it's Cooper Cup, yeah, right. Then it's Cooper Cup, then it's someone else, and I'm not right. even sure that who the someone. And, and else they'll is. probably run the ball more too. So, you know, it's like what well, they like they talk about like on FM radio, nothing but the hits, nothing but the hits. We play all the hits. That's the LA Rams. It's nothing but the Cooper Cup. We play Cooper Cup, top forty Cooper Cup all the time in 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 LA. So. I don't think it's bold at all. I mean, who, who is he competing with? We know New England is terrible at drafting wide receivers. I mean, he's competing True. with journeymen like Nelson Aguilar, Kendrick Bourne. I mean, uh, Inkeel Harry. I mean, we'll be honest. Allen Robinson has a much more prolific track record than, than Devontae Parker. But I think in, in a one-year age 29 thanks, season. Thanks to that one time six years ago. But yeah, and, and and I, I just think I would at, at, again if we were let's say we we're doing a startup, Jerry. We're going to be doing more startups at Patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Warzone. I'm going to let someone draft Allen Robinson in like the eighth or ninth, and I'm going to wait and scoop up Devonte Parker in like the fourteenth, fifteenth. Oh, yeah. yeah, it's it's free. It's free money. If I could get Devonte Parker in a second for Allen Robinson, he gone. Because yeah. I think on a points per game basis, I'm going to break dead ass even, and I'm getting a, I'm getting a free second for a 29 year old wide receiver because I'm getting another 29 year old wide receiver. <laughs> All right, uh, I do have some more wide receiver news, but I have a couple of other running back nuggets first. Whatever you got, love chicken nuggets. Keep them uh, that's what I had for dinner, man. Nuggets are great. Dinosaur shaped? Absolutely not. Uh, Chick Fil A <laughs> shaped, as a matter of fact. Oh, uh, see, we don't have Chick Fil A's up here. Anyway, uh, running back. It's, it's because Michigan's a poverty state. Mar- Mar- Marlon Mack, former Colt, signed with the Houston Texans. Is he the RB one there? What do you think uh, about Mack in Houston? It's good. Like it. Like I'm. I'm not selling the farm for Marlon Mack. Don't get me wrong. I still think they're going to draft somebody. But, but but who in this class not named Brees Hall or Kenny Walker really gives you pause if you already I have agree. I, I totally agree. But even if it is one of those guys, I, I do think that it'll take a shot at him because I think Marlon Mack's gonna be the guy that gets the first crack. Even even if it's Brees Hall and they and they take him early, I still think Marlon Mack will get the first crack at it. This is the NFL. They don't just go, okay, rookie, you get that. Don't you shake your head at me. You better come strong if you're gonna shake your head at me like that. What I'm saying is, is that again, 
Think about Houston. Think about who runs Houston. That's Nick Casario. He's from that Bill Belichick tree. You've never seen Bill Belichick really go out, go over the top. He's always brought in journeymen, mid-round running backs. It's not to say that they may not pick up a Tyler Algier, a Kyron Williams, someone like that in this rookie class. But here's the thing. I think, you know, we talked earlier about where, you know, I, I said that, you know, I, who did I say I was going to sell now? Um, we, we just talked about it earlier in the show. Is your phone? Who are you talking about? I don't know, but we were talking about you know selling someone now as opposed to selling them in season. It was Jalen Hurts. Oh, Jalen Hurts. Yep. It, it was Jalen Hurts, Jerry. God, I got to do everything around here. But sure. but this this is the opposite. Like Marlon Mack, no one's going to give you much for him. No. Yeah, he's free. But what is the percentage chance that Marlon Mack could have a James Robinson esque season that James Robinson had last year? Where was James Robinson this time last year? Him signing in Arizona was an afterthought. Now, in James fairness, Cameron. now in fairness, Arizona has a guy named Kyler Murray and Cliff Kingsbury, and James Robinson scored like twenty touchdowns. But there is a world where Marlene Mack could be very helpful to your dynasty roster now, and if he does get off to a decent start, he's going to be much more flippable come say week six than he ever is right now today. Like it's the James Robinson corollary all over again, and he's. Free-ish, like yeah. I think you may catch it like a like a, a again. This is another one of those underwhelming bits of news that people really weren't making a big deal out of over the weekend. But I think this is sneaky good for Marlon Mack. I'm 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 with you, and like I said, like I th- I think he's free, and he's definitely going to be free during the rookie drafts. And here's the thing: it's a PPR world. Davis Mills. Never going to be considered fleet of foot. No. So I, I love this from a PPR. He could have like sneaky, hey, you know what? He's on the back end of my roster. He's going to be the perfect guy to go target if you get like it, like an injury in season. I'm not telling you go get him now. Now, if I could give like, like a mid-rookie third for Marlon Mack or a fourth, if you catch someone napping – I go do that right I, now. I mean, I mean, in draft, you're definitely going to be able to give that because somebody's going to want, I don't know, Wandale Robinson or something, mm. and you just be like, "Hey, I'll, I'll you can have him." Like, I know that's your man. Let me get Marlon Mack. I'll, I'll hold on to him real quick. Well, this was good news. Let me let me tell you what could be some potentially bad news. Uh, it is reported that that Baltimore Baltimore is not. Uh, not ruling out the possibility of drafting a running back on day two or day three. How many sad trombones <laughs> would the dynasty world play if if they say took a, a again in fairness because I, I I'm I don't want to sound like I'm I'm anti you know J.K. Dobbins, but how how many rookie running backs would would scare you? Is it just Walker and Brees Hall? But I thought this was funny because I, I just heard like a dynasty sad trombone. The, I'm, honestly, <laughs> just just picture it's, fu- it. it's it's funny. You just like think about it. You see J.K. Dobbins. You see Twitter. It's like in your head. You, like more like more like just like just like jokes aside, though. Don't they have to bring someone in? Yeah, if they don't bring Gus Edwards back, I mean, how can you? I mean, you have to bring in somebody. Yeah, that's what I mean. So, so 
I mean, and, and the free agent market at this point is dry as could be. Yeah, so I don't think so. It's to you be know, expected. It like if they brought in Kenneth Walker or Brees Hall, obviously. Oh my God, that would just be an absolute atrocity. And That's I a would poop know, sandwich for everybody. I would know that the football gods hated every single one of us, and they wanted to torture us. But if they don't, like even if it's somebody like we like, like Zamir White or James Cook or something, like somebody that we like, I still think J.K. Dobbins is going to get the lion's share of that workload. And no matter who it is, whether it's one of these rookies that people like. Or it's some some bum who do, who who is never going to amount to anything. They're going to get some work. This is the NFL. People don't get a hundred percent of the work. They don't even get sixty five percent of the work for the most time. So it, Jerry, it, it is what it is. It'll it'll be sad. It'll be sad the moment it comes across the screen because everyone's going to go, "Oh no, my J.K. Dobbins shares that I've been holding on to for, for two years." So so let, let let me let me give you how this can become a buying opportunity. What you need to do is you need to be watching J.K. in the preseason. How's he look? Does he look spry? Does he look nimble? You know, do, what did the local beat reporter say about J.K. Dobbins? Okay, then you wait until he gets off to a slow start because a guy coming off of an ACL and he actually had multiple ligament involvement in his injury. It wasn't just and like a clean ACL. Runs a shitload too. And his quarter. Well, here's the thing. And they could bring in somebody. But here's the thing, by midseason, J.K. Dobbins could be, like, running wild. But here's the thing, you know how pessimistic Dynasty and Dynasty content providers are. They'll be throwing him out the window by week four, and then that's where you, the savvy gamer, because you've done your homework, you've read the local blurbs from the beat writer, you've watched those training camp videos, you know that it's going to take these guys a little bit of time to get up to speed. But because you have patience and some forward thinking, you might be able to get some J.K. Dobbins on the cheap, cheap if you just hold on, Jerry. Love it. All right, we're going to we're gonna end this thing with some uh, keep trade cut, wide receiver edition, and what do these guys have in common? NFL teams, and it's been reported that all three could be available if the price is right. I need to get like a Bob Barker because fuck Drew Carey. I need to get like a Bob Barker. <laughs> Price is right. When I was a kid, Jerry, you're younger than me, but not much younger. Was there anything better than staying home from school and watching Bob Barker, not Drew Carey, Bob Barker on the Price is Right with the Barker Beauties? Okay, you are you're you're you, the hate for Drew Carey has gone too far, but he is not in the same realm as Bob Barker. I'll give you that. But no, there was absolutely nothing better. That was a staple of everyone's childhood on a sick day or a snow day. You know what? I, I, I'm not a, a content, um, what do they call them? Uh, content farmers, engagement farmers. That's what they're called. I'm not an engagement farmer, but you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to post on Twitter as soon as this show's over. Mm-hmm. Who's on your Mount Rushmore of game show hosts? Okay, well, obviously Bob Barker is there, you shitter. Drew, Drew Carey isn't on a billboard of top talk show hosts. <laughs> Fuck out of here. All right, anyway, keep trade cut. All these guys are rumored to be available. DK Metcalf, okay. Terry McLaren, Brandon Cooks. Keep trade cut. Um, I, think I, think, I think it's pretty I think it's pretty obvious. Do you? I well, do. Say say yours. I know mine. Uh I am obviously you have to cut Brandon Cooks in Dynasty. No value. His value comes from being on your roster and giving you fantasy points. I think you have to keep Terry McLaren, and I think you have to trade DK Metcalf. DK Metcalf's name is always going to be worth 
a lot more than anybody else in, in this scenario. But I think if everything's equal, I truly believe that Terry McLaren can score as many points as DK Metcalf in a given season. Now, he may not have the huge spike weeks of a DK Metcalf. So I'm always looking at points per game. Points per game is what wins weekly head-to-head matchups. So that's what I would do. I would trade DK because I get a haul. I keep Terry because he's going to give me those points and not the return. And then I'm going to trade Brandon Cook because even though he's going to give you points, no one's going to give you anything for him. So you definitely have to cut Brandon Cooks, which which hurts. You, you're going to say keep DK Metcalf because you're a DK I Metcalf stand. Go ahead. You go I, ahead. I, I am a little, but I'm also I, – I don't know if I want to say it because I think Terry McLaren is going to have a better 2022 than DK Metcalf is. So if if I say that – I think I think that's I, the boldest – I, I, I think that's I think the boldest long, statement I think, yet. I think long-term DK Metcalf is a better wide receiver – well, a better dynasty asset. That's what I'll say. Because I think the Seattle Seahawks are going to be absolute dog shit. And I think they are going to be in the running to have either a C.J. Stroud or a Bryce Love. And then he's right back up and running with all the hype that there is. But this year, I think it's going to be so ugly. So if I say to keep D.K. Metcalf, his value drops. And this time next year, he's whatever, wide receiver five-ish probably for most people wide receiver like seven or eight for us i think it'll drop to you know eight nine they'll sort of hit us i think for right now it's trade dk metcalf because he his name value does have a lot and keep terry mclaren because i do think carson wentz is actually the best quarterback he's ever had and it could be very conducive to him scoring a lot of points but if this was a situation where I had to keep trade cut one of these guys right now and I had to stick with that situation for the rest of time, then yes, you're right. I would keep DK Metcalf and I would trade Terry McLaren. I can read Jerry like a book, like one of those old cheap Harlequin romance novels that you used to see. I mean, what's it, how old is Terry? He's like 26 now, right? He's 26. So, so DK is clearly younger, Jerry. He, he is clearly younger. I, I'm just going to maximize that haul. Uh, I agree of, uh, of, of things and, I'm, I'm going to get. And I think, I think that is the play because I really, really, really believe truthfully <laughs> from the bottom of my heart that DK Metcalf's value will be depressed 365 days from now when we do a podcast on April 5th of 2023. You know, and it's not that I don't like DK Metcalf. I just, it, it's, it's what I can get out of, out of him which is and, a lot. and I think for right now, I mean, I, I've I've seen it, and kudos to to the dynasty gamers not going hog wild selling DK Metcalf. I I I don't think the best news has come out. I mean, it would be weird. It would be weird for Kansas City not to have paid Tyreek Hill, who knows the offense, who knows the team, and then turn around and pay that money to DK Metcalf and give yeah. up like a couple of first round picks to do it. Mm-hmm. So, but I could totally see Dallas. I know this sounds crazy, but Dallas was allegedly in on the on the Devonte Parker news. They're bringing in Chris Alave. Got to the move. The, 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 they're bringing in uh, Alave for a uh, a pre draft visit. It's clear Dallas is going to do something with the wide receiver group. Yeah. 
So, so the best days ahead for DK Metcalf's value, if you're a buyer of DK Metcalf, go get him now. If you're a seller of DK Metcalf, sell him when the news gets good. But if you wait until DK Metcalf gets traded to a good spot, you're only going to have to pay more. And if you sell now while he's in a bad spot, you're only going to get less. Now, what if he doesn't get traded, though? And the, 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 the pickle. Well, he, is he going to get a QB upgrade next year? I would think. I mean, he, I, he has to because it's dog crap right well, now. Well, they're, they're, they're going to have at least two firsts. They're going to be one of those teams with multiple firsts. They're going to be mean? in. They're going to be in the running. I mean, it's going to be Philadelphia. It's going to be Houston. It could be I Miami. Think be crap. I think they're purposefully tanking. Not. Ta- not ta- I, I. I think it's a forced tank. I think if you ask, like, I think B- Brian Flores was a great example of this when allegedly uh, the owner of the Dolphins was trying to bribe him. Allegedly, yeah, yeah, hundred yeah. grand. You know, football coaches don't want to lose. No, correct. They, 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 they know you get one shot at this. Yes. So so why why would you want to lose? So I I, t- I totally get that, but sometimes the GM and the the head coach just just uh, cuff just cuff your hands and and you got to try to make chicken salad out of chicken shit. Sure. And that's why that's what starting Drew Locke and Davis Mills and guys like that are. Now maybe they get lucky, but I don't see. I I think any yeah. team with multiple firsts in twenty twenty three could be in play for a quarterback. Yep. There it's, you go, it's Jerry. Be a fun draft, man, dude. It, it, dude we, you know, here's the thing: we're not not talking a bunch of. Ro- we did talk some rookies tonight. We talked a little Pickett, yeah. little Drake, little Drake London. It's not that we don't like rookies; it's just that I don't like this rookie class. And I'm, I've fallen for that kind of stuff before. In 2016, you know, I hyping up rookies that did not deserve it. Yeah, there was Michael Thomas. Yeah, there was Derrick Henry, but there was a whole bunch of I. We definitely should not have two mentions of Devontae Booker on an episode of a Dynasty show in 2022, but I have today. You know, it, it, there's just there's so many guys like that. And Corey Coleman and Sterling Shepard. And you just because they are rookies and just because they exist does not mean we should overreact. We are in the business of helping our Dynasty teams, not hyping up rookies and well, inflating their value. Well, first of all, I, I want to help the listener. And I'm not super in love. I want to help me. I'm not selfish. Well, well, Jerry, I've been helping you for four years. Like I got (laughs) you kid. I got you. And I got all these listeners. All right. I am partially stalling the rookie content and full bore until I see where this class is. I feel like there's so much more I can give you the listener by talking about this news with these wide receivers, Devontae Parker versus versus uh, Allen Robinson. What did the trade between the Eagles and the the Saints mean for potential shares of Jalen Hurts? There's so many more things that Jerry and I can give you beyond this rookie class because the real real content with the rookies is going to be post-draft this class. Agree. And and here's the thing. Here's the reason why we do these sort of unsexier topics in a time when we have a platform where it could be very sexy and talk about rookies because everybody's talking about them. And I don't mean content creators. I mean, everybody. And so the ability to exploit that by going after some vets that could be much cheaper and could increase in value at a time like this is the perfect opportunity, which is why we are talking about 
trying to get Devontae Parker for nothing and Marlon Mack for nothing because they very easily could be in a role where they're going to have increased value. And then when all of a sudden it's August and he's your running back five or your running back six and somebody has a running back go down, oh, let me let me slide Marlon Mack your way and you're benefiting. So it's and, what you got to do. Th- th- this – this and where next week we will do some more rookie stuff. We'll try to get our second round going next week. But this is the time that these are the kind of moves where you're going to exponentially improve your roster. Okay. If you if you have if you have Marlon Mack or you can get Marlon Mack or Devontae Parker dirt cheap and they become anything in season and you can get out from under even for a 20, 23 third, you have just exponentially helped your future roster. So, so I'm going to use Jerry as my example. But Jerry of 2023 and 2024 is going to thank Jerry of 2022 for getting these guys dirt cheap, flipping them, and stockpiling his roster with picks that he can turn into other players down the road. This is where you build sustainable dynasties. And you do it in times when nobody else is thinking about it. Yeah, exactly. They are just, it is sleight of hand. You 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 get them you get them watching the card trick over here while you're stealing their watch with your other hand. That's what you got to do. Jerry is is telling you how to be a grifter. Well, anyway, <laughs> we we've we've grifted long enough. True. We're gonna get out of here. I do want to make sure to tell you about Hate Brand Goods, the new Essentials Collection dropping this Thursday. Uh, last week they did a mystery box, Jerry. I love a good yeah. mystery box. Yeah, it's like it's it's like they had like a shorts box and an essentials box, and you pick the size. You have no idea what's coming. Not a bad, not a bad thing. No, I mean, I mean, surprises scare me a little, but do they? What else? What else scares you? Saving money, like using promo code Memphis. I hate brand goods. Does that, I mean, that scary? I mean, I don't save money, so I guess it does sort of, sort of, sort you of could, scare you, me. You could save money, Jerry. If you enjoyed saving money and like looking fashionable, you'd go to the Apple or the Android app store. you download the Hate Brand app. It's H-V-I-I-I. Just throw that in the search function. It comes up. You find something you like. You use promo code Memphis. Jerry, you're doing something you like. You're saving money. Look at that. I'm learning. Yeah. Done and done. So... Hate brand goods, go download the app, Dynasty Warzone Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Warzone. Or if you're not uh if you're not supporting with the old dollar, that's cool. Leave us a review. Apple, Spotify, go over to YouTube, subscribe. All of these things are uh, super cool and help the show out a ton. Would you agree, Jerry? It's free. Free. It's free. It's you free. barbarians. You and you, listen, you, we, we know the listener count. We get updates on it. And you know what we also know? Not all of you have done this. Just help help these two fine gentlemen out. We are out maybe, here. Maybe a contest, Randy. Jerry. Maybe a contest. Okay. Maybe a contest. All right. See, you're nicer right. than I am. I just I, wanted I to yell at him. I'm not afraid to bribe people, Jerry. <laughs> maybe I've always wanted to be a politician. Maybe, maybe. maybe you don't know. Zing. All right. But, but I do know it's time to get out of here. So that man's name is Jerry Sinclair. You can follow him at... Jerry Sin DWZ. You can follow me at DWZ Memphis. You can follow the show everywhere YouTube, Instagram, Twitter at Dynasty Warzone. Like, subscribe, review, download everywhere. And remember, here at the Dynasty Warzone, we are trying to do what, Jerry? 
We are trying to make the world a better place for fantasy football. You goddamn right. We'll see you back here next week for more Dynasty shenanigans. Bye. Um, Tell us a little bit about Hate Brand. When did that start, and uh, how are things going with it? Things are good, man. Uh, that started in October of 2014, so now, give or take seven years into doing whatever this thing is. And um, that's apparel company I started then and wanted to start making some clothes that I wanted to wear is really where it started. It start, and, uh, did it start more with you writing something first? Like yeah, you, like yeah. uh, Was it like an ebook or something that you put out, or...? Yeah, it's uh, it's a book, and then we made an ebook. So I wrote a book in 2010 of uh, how to train for the Highland Games called Training Lab. And one of the sections I wrote about in the book is called The Hate. And this was just this kind of personal philosophy I had that my brother and I had spoke about um, just with athletes that we admired. And it was these guys that just, you know, still on top, still still willing to do the work to get better, that it seemed their concern was always about them getting better to their standard and not about what had to do with anyone else. So they didn't hate other people. This idea that you, you see those guys get up in the morning on like 4 a.m. and it's, yo, that dude hates himself more than me. That guy's <laughs> willing to put in the work. He's willing to do it. And so from that point on, it was about like, I'm all right with getting beaten by someone better than me, but I'm not willing to be outworked. When we add up all those inches, that's going to make the fucking difference between winning and losing. We won a game yesterday. And if we win one today, that's two in a row. We win one tomorrow, that's called a winning streak.